Murder at 1051 Ramsdale Drive. What happened to David Crowley, his wife, and his daughter? If this was truly a double murder-suicide, why did investigators fail to prove David Crowley guilty? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed his wife and daughter? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed himself? Within 24 hours of finding the bodies of David, Kamel, and Rania Crowley, the Apple Valley Police Department were treating the incident as a double murder-suicide. Authorities cannot prove David wrote Allahu Akbar in his wife's blood on the living room wall. Authorities cannot prove David wrote I have loved you all with all of my heart on a laptop in the kitchen. Authorities cannot prove David wrote Open the Rise most recent version Submit to Allah Now on a notepad in his office bedroom. Authorities cannot prove the dog trapped inside the house ate David's right hand, both of Kamel's hands, and their daughter's right arm, since dog feces tests were never done. Authorities did not know about a bullet that rolled out of a living room carpet until they were notified by the cleaning company, two days after the bodies were found. That bullet would later be tied to Rania Crowley. Authorities did not see the bullet hole in the living room ceiling or the bullet in the attic above until they questioned David's friend a month after the bodies were found. Authorities did not find a motive to support their accusations against David Crowley. Authorities did not find David's blood on any of the bullets at the crime scene. Authorities do not know when David, Kamel, and Rania Crowley died. What we know for sure is that David Crowley has not been proven guilty. Alright, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in this fun-filled world. I want to say hi to everybody in the chat. What's up, Derek? How you doing? Uh, hey, Karen. Uh, it has been a while. That's awesome. Glad you're uh, able to join us live here. So we're looking, uh, we're going to take a little live dive into uh, some of the uh, some of the documents that Dan Hinnon has released, and I'll jump over there on his website, Ugly Truth. Ugly Truth dot info. And of course, on my website, you can find documents too. But um, so on Dan's website, Ugly Truth dot info, a lot of great content there. Make sure you check out his podcast too if you're interested in just um, a weekly kind of recap of some of the crazy things uh dan has a has a great podcast out there uh, so make sure you check that out on eternal affairs radio and it is on itunes so that's i just open up my um apple podcast and there it is but on dan's website 
uglytruth.info. He does have a whole section uh, dedicated to David Crowley. And you'll find a lot of great stuff here. And you'll find the down in the download section, he's added some new, some new documents there. So I um, was able to find some of those that he added. And I have added those here to my website, thegraystage.wordpress.com. If you just scroll down to the very, very bottom, you'll see all of these documents. Not in any particular order yet, but I'm going to work on that to kind of make this a little more user-friendly. Um, but I figure for right now, it's just important to give people access to all of these documents here. As many as we have, as many as we can find. All public. Uh, so we're going to go through, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to go through a few of the um, Hollywood things here. Um, maybe later on in a different show we might go through David's Hollywood contract and you can actually see um, what the contract was and the, the date. Uh, one thing, at least two things, that I want to look at here are David Crowley's Hollywood Lawyer Correspondence. A very important one. And we're going to look at David, David's Hollywood Lawyer Bill. Uh, and again, the dates are very important because these go. These are October of 2014. A lot of people were trying to tell us that David's deal was dead in August. And we know that that's not true. So, hey, Ali, how you doing? Thanks for joining me here too. Um, we are going to, uh, yeah, real documents. That's right. And that's it. You know, people can read it for for themselves, interpret it however you want. But I was reading uh, the lawyer correspondence last night, and I know I had read this five years ago, but reading it last night, I was like, wow, this is, how did I miss this stuff? How did this stuff not make it into my to my book? So um, there's always a second print, so you never know. But we're going to go through some of that. So all you do is just go to the download, hover over the download, click on that, and you'll be able to download this for yourself. It's only like one page, maybe two pages long here. Yeah, hope this isn't a John Lennon situation. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think we all do. So, uh, this is David's lawyer right here, Adam Gislason. This was David's email address on top. Note the the date here, and. You know, obviously this is text, so it's hard to really tell, but it does, it sounds like there is a little bit of a panic in David's voice. That's the way that I read this. Um, so we're going to go through and look at this here. So this is from David Crowley to his lawyer, Adam, from Loman Abdul. Adam, I know you're busy, but after losing Mitch, I am completely dead in the water as far as GS and GS The Rise LLC information. I know they got started, but I have none of the information or documents I need to get started with these LLCs. Like, do they have tax ID numbers? I have no idea where this was left between you and Mitch, and I really need the information. Cheers. Now, I'm going to stop right here just for one second. Hey, Sophia, thanks for joining me here, too. Uh, and all of our great people, all of our, our researchers and all of our... Um, just fellow truth seekers you know all of you out there who really care about about human beings and about life and about people being accused of something 
um, that we know that they did not do based on the evidence and facts. But this line right here, I am completely dead in the water as far as GS and GS the rise. This right here, just this highlighted section, was one of the early things that was used in the media to say that David Crowley's project was dead. But as you can see, he is David Crowley is referring to the LLC information, not to the Gray State project. That's a big difference. Now, how the media got this um, email from Adam is a whole nother thing. Obviously, I, I can only assume that he willingly gave it to them. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't why this one quote was ran with instead of putting it into the proper context um, is a whole nother issue so did the media only get that quote were they just told about this but I do remember that line being used in some of the early media re reports and in some of the early propaganda uh, trying to to, to prove to us that David Crowley's project was dead when we know that that is not true so here and Mitch um, this is Mitch Heil David Crowley's business partner they had uh, a I wouldn't say a falling out because they were still tied to other businesses but um, basically Mitch Heil did not want to be a part of the Gray State project Mitch had to have known where this was going where the project was was going that it was um, not, I mean, back in May of 2014, David Crowley's Gray State project, uh, this was going to be made into a Hollywood feature or pitched to Hollywood companies as a feature film. Uh, by September of 2014, um, that was changed and now it was going to be made into a TV series. Right around that time in September is when Mitch um, parted ways from the gray state project and it's very important to remember that all of these dates all of these times because we're talking october late october i believe sophia probably um can back me up on this i believe that this was after kamel's sister had come to the crowley house and um had gotten the car and couldn't see her sister after all of that stuff happened i think that was mid-october so this would be uh, maybe 10 12 days after that so hey kathy thanks for joining us here haven't gone live in a long time so i really appreciate everybody being able to join me here for this rare live show that we're doing now but we will have another conference call at the end of this month and then of course um, we will have another podcast at the first of every month so um, just this one sentence here um, is just you know that struck out that stuck out to to me just because you know that was one of the, the lines that was being used so that really bothered me. I made sure to to note that. But here you can see David is specifically referring to his LLC that apparently Mitch Heil was more involved in than he was. And after Mitch walked away from it, uh, David Crowley is kind of scrambling to get this done. Now the reason David Crowley might be scrambling to get this LLC stuff worked out is because 
of Danny Mason because Danny Mason is going to try to get control of these LLCs and I uh, believe he starts a gray state universe LLC um, what a couple months after David died so and this is at the same time where David is trying to get Mitch Heil and Danny Mason to basically sign away their rights to the gray state project we know that Mitch Howe didn't have any problem doing that, and we know that Danny Mason never did. Danny Mason stalled until late December, December 16th, December 17th. We have those records there too. So that's another um, that's another interesting thing. Hey, Johanna, thank you all again for joining me here. So um, a lot of things regarding this case happened in October. That's true. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, um, even in the sloppy entry, they try to make it seem like in August at Rania's birthday party, August 5th is when everything kind of blew up and everything was, you know, dead and gone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we know that that's not, not true um, for many different reasons. So that's why these dates matter, especially in these last uh, six or seven months. I would say to me, the most important timeline here is from May of 2014 up until December of 2014 just looking at those those months I think it has really helped me um, stay focused on the main points here of what was happening why David Crowley was killed I don't see any other reason for him to be killed other than what we're seeing here with this Hollywood deal um, is uh, unless it's just a coincidence or something i don't know but if you look at all of these things that happened between may of 2014 up until december of 2014 um i think a lot of people have quickly come to the realization that whatever happened to david crowley is related during these this time except for the police except for the investigators for some reason they don't seem to focus too much on it focus a little bit on it but you know <laughs> all right uh sophia says the withdrawal from the 50k from the trust account sidra showing up ranya having a meltdown at school and ellie says um all was in october good points there yep all in october wow um yeah we don't talk too much about ranya's incident that happened in in october either but uh, she had kind of a, a meltdown where she was so scared in the classroom She I think she was hiding under her desk and the parents had to be called to, to calm her down We still don't know what really happened with that um, That was a very that was a very frightening thing I'm sure any any parent that gets that call that you know their five-year-old child is at school and is so hysterical or so scared you know that um they just will not cooperate and um that's a very frightening thing too we never really got any follow-up on that police never followed up on that either and uh, i think even when i spoke with kamel's sister i think she really didn't know that much about that either um i think kamel's sister was kind of just given little bits and pieces probably given you know this bit oh i am completely dead in the water as far as gs and G.S. The Rise. She's probably just given that line. And so to her, 
you know okay well the project was the project was dead then but um you know they've we it's it's very very clear that we have uh a lot of proof that you know the project was not dead <laughs> i think we got the most proof um that the police had access to or could have had access to and that the sloppy mentry had access to and for whatever reason they did not focus on that the project was not dead david died before the project did okay so that is the first email from david to adam monday october 27 2014 at 706 a.m on the same day at 7.29 a.m., so just a few minutes later, uh, 23 minutes later, Adam responds, Hey David, no worries and no problem. I'm in NY and I don't have the files at my fingertips, but let me see if I can retrieve the email packages I sent to Mitch to get the process started. I'll be able to do that later this afternoon. Uh, where are things otherwise? Hope you are well. That's sent from his iPhone. And we've talked a little bit in the past about the iPhone uh, text messages and the phones and, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, of things happening with David's um, phone as far as actual phone calls. But maybe, you know, I'd always thought that a lot of it was actually happening um, through his email. So, and again, Sophia's gone over those um, phone records and maybe she can shed some light on that too so uh ellie says sycophant crazy fan except not nah, too many in too many incidents of incompetence tampering and so much more definitely definitely sophia says said you also filed two false cad reports with the police in apple valley yeah i think she was she was freaking out i mean if i couldn't just me you know if i couldn't um connect with my brother I, i'd probably be be freaking out a little bit too um i had originally thought that sidra went there by by herself we later find out that she actually went there with her then boyfriend now husband so um i don't know that's you know that's a very touchy one a very touchy subject that whole October incident of what she could have done what she should have done. What do you what do you do in that situation? That's a That's a tough one. I mean, what do you do if you can't you know if your brother or your sister's Spouse will not let you see your brother or your or your sister. It's a pretty uh, pretty frustrating thing the whole thing uh, The whole car exchange thing all that stuff just that it just seems like there's a lot more to it all of that, all of the family beef between Kamel and David, and uh, Kamel's family was allegedly over Kamel's mom and the treatment of her cancer, and um, Kamel was really mad that the mom was gonna do chemo. We know that that the mom has lived through that, which people do live through chemo. That does happen. Uh, it does seem rare especially if they're on the hospice um when my stepmom passed away a couple years ago before she passed away she was on hospice and i had specifically asked the hospice nurse about some of this stuff you know just some general questions and <laughs> do people live do people make it out and she you know she said um in the in the past you know that's always been it's been like if you go to hospice you're pretty much dead 
but from what this nurse just this one nurse was saying you know um things have things have changed and now it you know people can recover from hospice so it does happen it does seem still to me it does seem rare i've never seen anybody survive from hospice that i knew that went in there uh let's see what else do we have here ellie says i just want to know how the f they can close the case i agree any double homicide suicide where the proof beyond a reasonable doubt innocent till proven guilty that's what it should be i agree ellie it should be that vengeance is the lord i find comfort in that i find comfort in that too and i don't think we're all just here because we just you know for any inner entertainment value i think there is a big reason why we're all here and why we all care about this case and it's not for inner entertainment it's not um to ride the coattails of david crowley it is to find the the truth here because it is there god is showing us things every day for whatever reason we're all here so i'm gonna pay attention as much as i possibly can um so sophia says why say that the car is boo is booby trapped did uh, oh did sidra say that the car was booby trapped or she felt the car was booby trapped i remember something like that uh ellie says sidra has answers surely that could help get closer to what happened and Sophia says, with no proof, why to the police before even going to Kamel's house and file a report? Well, from what Sidra said, she wanted to, uh, she wanted the police to actually go there with her, and they wouldn't. So I, I remember that's what, what she said. That's what she said. Johanna says, keep in mind this time of year is the most dangerous time for people going missing interesting i did not know that between now and christmas very important to the cult excellent point excellent point i totally forgot about that you know we got halloween coming up i guess it's canceled i don't know if it's canceled in everyone's state there or in your city or town but um <laughs> i've never been a fan personally it's, they are canceling it in certain places because of the COVID. So I kind of have mixed feelings about that. But I, I, I guess it's up to the uh, to the local government. You know, as long as it's not being canceled at a federal level. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll save that. Uh, uh, send you copies of the CAD. Yeah, we have the CAD. Um, I think it was in the 485 page document maybe in the 94 pages but yeah if you have the cad separately that would be a good document to just add i know there's a lot of stuff in the two big bca files the 485 pdf and the 488 pdf so maybe we do start um, pulling some of those things out of those big pdfs so that people don't just have to scroll through 485 pages to find a lot of these uh very powerful facts here all right uh derek says almost bringing into the occult situation seemed weird where she was talking about the weird man especially um saturday or yeah four to five years especially at four to five years yeah the red man i think you're you're talking about um uh, which was a very weird thing <laughs> whatever your view is on the red man there so uh, it's in the large report yeah definitely 
Okay, so uh, getting back here to the second text that we read um, from from Adam. So Adam says, no problem. Uh, I don't have the files at my fingertips, but let me see if I can retrieve the email packages I sent to Mitch. If he sent to Mitch, how would he retrieve? The, oh, the email pack. Okay, because they're by email. Duh. <laughs> Sorry. It's still early here. Give me a break. And uh, I haven't read this in five years, so I'm reading this now. Um, I'm hoping to get all of your thoughts. So if you do have any thoughts or anything on it, please feel feel free to drop it in the comments, and I'll just uh, I'll stop here at any time and address those comments here. Uh, but he says, "Let me see if I can retrieve the email packages I sent to Mitch to get the process started." So he's not really list. Almost like he's not really listening to what David is saying. I'll be able to do that later this afternoon where things otherwise hope you are well. Okay, David, uh, maybe about one hour later, David responds, Adam, again, I have the file package. It's incomplete. There's only one doc on GSTR, Grace State the Rise, that indicated you filed for the LLC. There's another officer name who I don't recognize. And nothing that I can find filed with the state to get the EID. Can someone explain to me what an EID is? Grace State LLC exists. You're named as the officer and I have absolutely no documents on it. He's scrambling. I just need information from, from what... I just need information from you. What the hell is the real situation with these LLCs? and what I'm supposed to do to untangle the mess. It can wait until you're back, but I've been asking for I've been asking about this for a, a few months now. I'll read that again. It can wait until you're back, but I've been asking about this for a few months now. Cheers, David. Very interesting. I'd like to know who this other officer is to and uh, if it has any relation to Danny Mason. I think that would be pretty interesting to find out. What do you all think? <laughs> Ellie says, it is evil. Children stay home. Are oh, you talking about the Halloween? Yeah, I agree. In September, October, May, right before May Day, are the three months children and pets to go missing, going back, far back, per NCIC, FEDI. Yeah, that's, it's so scary. So scary there. And, you know, we live in this crazy world, and we have to protect our, our children. And not just our children, either. You know, pay, pay attention to the children that live in your area. Uh, look out for any strange cars, for any people any you know creeps um there's nothing wrong with taking video photos of their license plate hopefully you know you never have to use that in the future but i but i do that um i try to do that sometimes too with preferably without them knowing or sometimes i want them to know that uh they can't just run up and just snatch children because that does happen it does happen and unfortunately it does happen in more I, actually, that's not true. I was going to say it happens in more poor places, but that is absolutely not true. Um, it can actually happen in places where parents think that they live in a safe place. So it can happen anywhere. But yes, during those months, and now you got <laughs> we're coming up on October, so I'm going to start looking around for any weird white vans. 
just kidding there. All right, that's a bad joke. Um, dun -dun, I can't see that person. Let's see. Isn't it? Derek says, isn't it funny? I never knew the guy, and yet we are all here. I agree, Derek. Yeah, I, mean, I never knew him. I, I was, you know, I, I had watched the 2012 trailer, the Gray State 2012 trailer. Did not like it. Didn't really think anything more about David Crowley. Uh, saw him on Alex Jones at the Bilderberg. Saw all, all, all that stuff. Had a lot of friends who were sending me uh, links about Gray, Gray State and all that. And I didn't really pay too much attention to it until after David's death. And, you know, I don't know. I, I asked myself if this guy, if he didn't have a five-year-old child, would I have tried to put so much effort in, into this? I, I don't think so. I don't know. Um, same thing with Philip Marshall. Philip Marshall's kids were a little older, a lot older. Um, but, you know, definitely, definitely we need to protect our children and the, and the children in our neighborhoods and the children that we come in, into contact with and, you know, make sure that we're just watching out. And God bless you all. I appreciate all of that. Uh, Greg, I sent you the cat reports too. Awesome, thank you. I'll make sure to add those um, separately on here too. So Derek says, thanks Sophia. I've been here for two years or more. Wow, Derek, that's awesome. Been through books, pages, and pics. Just never adds up. It never does. I know, Derek, we were um, chatting online, I think yesterday, um, with uh, Freedom, Freedom Fighter. And, uh, you know, he's very skeptical. Uh, I don't know if it's a he. I'm assuming it's a he, but is very skeptical we've chatted about other things we've disagreed and and um, that has become a person especially with the donald trump stuff i think but uh, you know where we can agree to dis disagree on different things so um and it's always good to have that opposing view or that view that kind of i don't like the term devil's ad advocate but if there's a better term i would love to uh Sub subscribe to that better term because devil's advocate is obviously not a term that I want to be associated with here I'm going to plug in this cell phone before it dies oh the power of modern technology let's see here okay I'm going to let that charge there Fia says it is like trying to solve a puzzle and sev several key pieces are missing. Yeah, that's true. Ellie says if it doesn't make sense, it's usually not true. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad we are all all here to dis to discuss this. And um, getting back to David's lawyer here, you know, this is a very interesting piece because um, first of all. You know, I had thought David was more involved in this LLC stuff here. I didn't realize that it was pretty much all of all Mitch. And so once Mitch kind of walks away from this, uh, it kind of leaves David in this, like he says, this mess. And he needs to quote unquote untangle this mess. And he needs Adam to help him do that. Um, and there's no in indication here that Adam wasn't going to. Um, it's just you know he's got other things happening too and even david says it can it can wait un until you're back but it is interesting that he says i've been asking about this for a few months now a lot of a lot of stalling a lot of um 
a lot of things where David is David knows maybe he's trying to keep it under wraps maybe that's why even David's dad thought the project was was dead you know that could be a sin sincere thing that David's dad thought the project was was dead um, I hope David's dad realizes now that the project was not dead and I hope everybody in the Crowley family and on Kamel's side I hope you know um, the extended family all the people that are paying attention to what we are doing here and I know that you're out there hope you all realize David Crowley's project was not dead he was moving forward and that these three people your family members were murdered murdered all right, uh, let's see. So if anybody knows what EID, sorry, I missed that. I know it's not a, um, <laughs> it's not a bomb. But, um, yeah, it's something to do with the legal. So I don't know anything about this LLC. I've looked into it. Uh, it was, you know, I had looked into getting my book into bookstores. And uh, one of the tips that I got was to create an actual LLC. Uh, with the wrestling company that I'm involved in, that also has a LLC, so I have some good contacts on how to create that. It's not cheap, it's not easy, um, but it seems a lot of people do it for the liability issues, obviously, that's what LLC is, so they can't get, get sued and stuff like that, but whatever. Uh, let's see, so... David is saying that Adam is named as the officer. This is very important here, and he has no documents on it. Now we're going to get the, the response. So David basically just wants to know what the hell the real situation is and what he's supposed to do. So he's looking to Adam for guidance. And this is the final correspondence in this email address. And then I'm going to grab some coffee here before we move on to the lawyer bill. We can look at... Um, what the lawyer was paid for so this is monday october 27th 2014 1233 all of this happens during the same day um i'm assuming the adam handed this over to the uh, authorities maybe to some media uh maybe to the gray state team i don't know but a lot of this was not used and it was not clear that all of this had to do with david's llc and that David's project was not dead, it was alive and well. So here's what Adam says, 12.33 p.m., so about what, uh, four hours later, uh, Adam responds, David, I want to make sure we are on the same page here. Apologies for the abbreviations. One, there should be three LLCs, HH Productions, Hothead Productions, two, Gray State, three, Gray State, The Rise. I did not form HHLLC. I formed the latter two. Two, I am not named as an officer for any of the LLCs. I may be named as the organizer, which is not an officer, but the lawyer or agent that formed the LLC. Um, so he's saying he's he is just the lawyer or the agent that formed the LLC. Not sure who the other officer is that you are referring to. And that's, oh, that's the big mystery. Who is this other officer that's on these documents? I think that's important to know. How did that person get there? Three, there should be a member control agreement slash operating agreement for Gray State. And I cannot recall if there is one for HH. 
So this is all legal stuff. Legal, when I read this, it's legal mumbo jumbo that I'm gonna have to go and look up and uh, research and figure out. So if anybody um, can help without with any of that to understand what these agreements are, what the EID is, uh, it might save me some time, and I would I would appreciate that time permitting. Four. This should not be a mess, especially if Mitch and Danny has signed the disassociation docs. So the fact that Danny did not sign and was stalling um, says that this mess, quote-unquote mess, continued. And, um, and we know that, I believe Mitch Heil signed in September. Um, and right around this time, before this email actually, I believe... David was trying to get Danny Mason to sign those documents to remove himself from any rights to the gray state. Looks like a lot of this is more related to the LLC. This could be why when Dan Hennon spoke with the Hollywood, the president of Michael Entertainment Group, the Hollywood company who was going to pitch this to Hollywood people as a 30 million dollar not i mean they're not gonna say hey, it's a 30 million dollar if they had estimated the budget for a gray state film would cost about 30 million dollars later on in september 2014 they were going to turn this into a tv series uh this could be why mike bogio of michael entertainment group had no idea any dealings or any payments or any um documents related to danny mason it could be because all of this is is dealing with the LLCs, not with um, David's project, not with the Gray State movie or TV series. So now that's starting to make a little more sense to me uh, why David was working to get Danny Mason to sign these papers and MEG had no idea what uh, these papers were because the papers had nothing to do with the Hollywood deal, they were specifically related to the LLCs. All right, uh, and number four, here's lastly, this should not be a mess, especially if Mitch and Danny had signed the disassociation documents. I will be home late tomorrow evening. Can we chat on Wednesday? And that's basically it. So at some point they must chat and they must um, look over some of these documents. So what I'm going to do now is close that one down. We're going to take a look here before we wrap up. I'm going to take a look here at David's Hollywood lawyer bill. I'm going to go grab some coffee, uh, check the comments, and then we'll go through uh, this three-page lawyer bill. I'll be right back.
right, good peeps. Hope I didn't lose you there. Uh, but I am back here. Okay, I'm going to check some of the comments here. Der Derek says the casings is off. Yeah, Derek, you brought that up several times. And I, I do appreciate that. Uh, hey, Iconic, thanks for joining here too. Um, see, the K Derek says the casing is off. The body position is moved. Not enough blood in the house for three bodies. Hands and bones are missing and blaming it on Paleo. Yeah, that's pretty much wraps it up right there. <laughs> pretty much sums up the uh, the problem that we have with this whole case right there, I believe. Well, at least some of the big problems, you know, the big key points. And can you picture if the sloppy would have put any of that into their sloppy mentry? I mean, they purposely avoided all of the facts all the docs all the bca all of the all of the relevant stuff they really avoided that and people still didn't buy into their theory <laughs> i wonder why let's see iconic says kurt cobain phil schneider phil marshall david crowley all contradictions all summed up totally wrong yep absolutely well kathy thanks for joining um really appreciate you joining in uh, i know you gotta go go to to work but glad you could catch us live here that's so awesome and um keep up the good work thank you for your continuing support iconic i think um yeah i think you're right on the money there that's why you know cases like that um kind of brought me to the Crowley case to think with an open mind to not just think oh this guy was crazy and he killed himself if he killed himself then there should be proof it should be uh, something that could be easily proven and as we've seen with a lot of these cases it's not so is that bad training I know we've talked with some cops we've talked with some other people and it's kind of like you're guilty until you're proven that you're not but once you're guilty once they start with the fact that you're guilty or the assumption that you're guilty they're never going to backtrack on that so why start there so i don't know if that's just bad training but i do believe um, getting some of these cases reopened reclassified whatever you want to call it i think that will help with the police training so that police don't just they aren't trained to just assume that the person is guilty unless by a miracle and a, a severe act of god that it comes out later on that we were wrong and they can say whoops it's better to say we don't know than to just guess and to try to come to a conclusion so that you can uh meet the quota of closing your cases just think that's a very bad way to live it encourages people to murder somebody and try to blame it on a suicide and we don't want to do that so for people that do frame people for a suicide we want to make it as hard on them as possible we don't want to make it easy for them and i think when we just accuse somebody of committing suicide or murder and or murder um, it can encourage copycats to do that type of thing it can encourage a whole company a private company who specializes in murdering people and making it look like a suicide those companies are out there and we don't want to make it easy for them we want to make it next to impossible to let them know that we are watching and God sees everything and no one escapes the wrath of God 
um, Iconic says, has anyone seen mention of cadaveric spasm? Uh, you'd have to explain that more to me what that is without me looking it up and acting like I know what that is. <laughs> but uh, Sophia says, not in this case. And she says, Catherine could tell you more. So I'll be curious to know more about exactly what that is. Not enough blood, enough said, says Ellie. Yep, right there. Not enough blood. And that's always been the big thing I've seen a lot of people come back to is the blood. Why isn't there more blood? And my only thing is that, you know, we don't have a lot of, a lot of pictures that would show the, the blood and the carpet is misleading. All the propaganda that you've heard me say. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but those, that's where, where I start, you know, is, is, um, is, is there. But, you know, looking at other crime scenes and, um, you know, people that have dealt with other crime scenes, they ask that same question. It's one of the more general questions. Why isn't there more blood? And it's a very valid question. It might be one of the most important questions. And then probably one of the main reasons why a lot of people think the bodies were actually moved. Looking at the re recliner in the living room, you can tell at least one person's body was moved. There's a big blood stain there, but no, there's no body there. So obviously, you, you have definite proof, definitive proof, that somebody's body was moved. And where is all of that blood? Why are we not seeing it? Um, so very important questions there. And again, of course, not mentioned in the sloppy mentry and even in the police documents, you know, nothing like that. But I guess they're just writing what they see and not trying to put in their speculation, even though they do put in a lot of their speculation. So that's a whole nother issue. Okay, Johanna says, don't forget Christmas. Their favorite holidays for sacrifice are Easter and Christmas. They love to mock God in this way. And I can never forget Danny Mason's comment on FB that night. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, his comment, Danny Mason's comment, was a quote from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's pretty, pretty odd. And then you have Mason Hendricks post uh, where there's blood writing, now we die and all that is supposed to be coincidental so i don't know let's see ellie says an abundance of variables confusion sloppiness and a clearly staged scene it's a gray stage it is a gray stage ellie does not believe that slaughter happened in that living room and it would be hard to argue with that Let's go through this three three pages of the uh, invoice, and this one um, dated July 31st. So this is before uh, all of that email exchange. So, and this is related to the Gray State LLC. So let's look at this. Uh, the avenue, yeah, the address is also different. It's a Bloomington address. And by this time, David was living in, um, 1051 Ramsdale Drive. Alright, so here is the invoice. $3,700. Almost $3,800 to be exact for legal services rendered all right 
from Loman Abdo. It's an interesting name too. Wonder what that. What is the thing behind the name? Uh, this phone number might be an interesting one to see if it's on any of the phone records too. Six one two three three nine eight one three one. But it looks like most of their conversations were through email. To David Crowley. Not to Mitch Heil. Pretty interesting there, too. So this is after um, the May 2014 uh, deal that David got for the Hollywood. And he found the Michael Entertainment Group wanted to run with this project. So this is all going to be related to those dealings. We get some of the charges here starting at 7-9-2014. A few months after things have uh, picked up and this is before Rania's birthday party too $300 to review and analyze the MEG Michael Entertainment Group option agreement to plan and prepare revised for call with David Crowley and meeting with David Crowley and C Healy who is C Healy don't know who that is um, see that name here a few times and I have no idea who that is and it's like the more we dive into this the more we see names people kind of been in the dark about this so it's pretty interesting there uh, 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 what was the quote let me know what quote you're talking about there, Ellie. Okay. Um, $75 for emails and telephone conference with David Crowley, MEG Gray State Option, and plans to counteroffer. This is a, it's a big deal here. And that's not, you know, that's uh, what, 30? <laughs> that's a lot of money, $3,800. It's about half of what Dan Hennon spent on the uh, private investigator to get his view on it. Not to investigate. The private investigator did not do any investigating. He was just to review it. Similar to what this lawyer is doing. So um, $105 to receive and review option agreement for client David Crowley and Gray State correspondence to attorney with comments and formal option purchase agreement for review. It's all related to David Crowley, not to anybody else. It's another important point. $150 to review, analyze, and propose edits, REMEG option agreement, to plan and prepare for meeting with David Crowley and C. Healy. This guy might be the uh, missing person, um, the contact, the go-between, who kind of set this whole thing up I don't know I don't know who C Healy is but uh, I think we'll need to see who he is another bad joke and that includes um, RE same plan and prepare revisions and proposed edits to MEG option agreement okay 710 $425 for a meeting with David Crowley and C Healy regarding MEG option maybe C Healy might one of the lawyers or something MEG option agreement to plan and prepare counter offer and proposed edits 
mean, this shows how serious David Crowley has taken this, and he's not taking any chances and trying to. Um, he's dealing with the with some real pros here, and he's treating it like that. He's taking it very seriously. Same day, 7-10-2014. This is $225 for a client conference with David Crowley to review chain of title rights clearance and deal points for options purchase agreements for Gray State Project, prepare notes for discussion with attorney and drafting agreement. It's pretty interesting that at this point, Mitch Heil is still involved in Gray State, at least to some point. I think it sounds like from his interview, from an interview that he did after David died, Mitch Heil was getting pretty frustrated that, you know, they weren't making any money. But he had to be, hopefully, he was aware of this deal here. I'm pretty sure that he was. David Crowley posted it all over social media. So Mitch Heil had to have known that that was coming. You know, the money was, should should have been coming. I don't know. Um, only those two know exactly what their deal was and what type of relationship they had. But it doesn't seem like Mitch Heil and David Crowley had any big, like, falling out or anything like that. Mitch Heil just wanted to make money. He believed that conspiracy theories were effing stupid. And he, you know, was looking for work. Not looking... He was not dedicated to the Gray State Project. 7-11, charged for research and draft certificate for research and draft certificate of employment and release for client contributors to David to Gray State Project. Forward to Adam Gisselson for review and transmit to clients. So. Uh, research and draft certificate of employment and release for clients, contributors to Gray State Project. So then, so this is, you know, I wonder how many people needed that. It looks just like just uh, Mitch Heil and Danny Mason, right? I can't think of any other people that might need that. Then a few days later, 715. $105 charge for a telephone conference with the producers Mike Bozio and Michael O'Donnell regarding deal points for option purchase agreement and funding for development of screenplay and production of film. So this is a very important one here, 715. Things just got real. So now they're really uh, pushing forward and yet we're supposed to believe one month later everything is done. We know that's not true. So, now the lawyers are getting involved here. It is getting very serious. It would be curious to go back and read um, some of David's social media posts around that time, around 7-15-2014. And they should all still be up, so, uh, unless somebody has access to David Crowley's uh, account. They should all still be up there. But if they've all been, even if David Crowley's Facebook account gets taken out, we have... Um, all of those posts, all of David Crowley's posts, um, in the, uh, BCA 485 page PDF. Alright, let's go here to 718, Draft of Gray State. 
MEG deal memorandum. So the draft for grace date that we have uh, is dated May 14th, May 14th, May 12th, 2014. So I don't know if this is the same draft or if there's another draft afterwards, but the most complete draft of the two drafts of grace date script that we have, I would say the May 12th, 2014 is the complete one, is the more complete one, the more comprehensive one than the other one. 721-2014, is charged for emails with David Crowley and MEG regarding communications with MEG, Gray State Option Agreement. This is David's go-to, you know, this is his go-to. Um, and then we have 723 review and revise MEG option agreement so the option agreement is getting revised at that point seven also 723 another four hundred twenty five dollars charge for a draft and revised gray state MEG deal memorandum so lots of drafts here they're going back and forth a lot I'm assuming here 724 the next day revise and edit gray state MEG deal memorandum conference and emails with C. Healy. Who is C. Healy? I think he's one of the lawyers. I think that's what this CRH is, possibly. I don't know. 724, uh, $150 charged. Receive and review deal memorandum, red line revisions, and forward to attorney for review and transmittal to client. 725, $375 charged to revise and finalize draft Gray State MEG deal memorandum emails with David Crowley. Already the same. Serious stuff here, guys. 725, teleconference with David Crowley. Final draft of Gray State MEG deal memorandum emails with C. Healy. So, okay, let me read on here. We're almost done. 725, another $50. Email to MEG, final draft of the Gray State's uh, MEG deal memorandum. And then finally, 730, 2014, emails with David Crowley, communications with MEG RE Gray State option agreement. We have the option agreement as well. And that's it. And then there is one other bill <coughs> for Loman Abdo. That is found, <clears throat> excuse me, there is one other, one other bill that we know was found at the crime scene. It's part of one of the crime scene photos, $50 charge. I believe that was dated October of 2014. So this does show, you know, all of this shows how serious David was taking this. The deal was just with David Crowley and, um, they were working on something very big here. Very big and very powerful. Alright, I'm going to check some of the comments here. And, uh... We'll go from there. Sophia says, Her bullets only her blood and DNA plus all the blood that was tested and her DNA a mixture with unknown DNA. Uh, Sophia also says, The big clue for me were the DNA lab results. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I guess it shouldn't be shocking, but it is surprising that a documentary made by Eric Nelson that they put so much money and effort into would conveniently avoid all of the DNA evidence. 
Derek says, I believe David and Aranya was killed elsewhere. And then someone got lucky enough in the in and out next few days to put Aranya bullet on that carpet. Because I'm sorry, how did the cleaners not find a bullet? Yeah, yeah, or how did the cleaners find a bullet? Uh, that's a great point, Derek. The bullet, if a bullet, there's no way, it's hard to believe that everybody in the house, all of the investigators, the BCA crime scene, there's, there's tons of people that are in and out of that house, that they all missed a bullet in the living room carpet. That is just almost impossible. And again, another thing that's not covered in the documentary, sloppy-mentary. Um, the only thing worse is the bullet hole above their, their head that is supposed to be there that they also miss. Crazy stuff here. Crazy stuff there. Sophia says, or how did the police and cleaners miss a bullet, a ceiling bullet hole? Item 57 was a bullet found in the attic connected to David. Derek says, also back to shoot a gun in the ceiling, which didn't have David's physical DNA, just touched DNA. Yeah, no, no blood on it, um, but it did have his DNA. So again, um, I, I asked Catherine, um, you know, what are, what are the chances of... Uh, you know, you shooting yourself in the head and there's no blood on the bullet that you shot yourself with. And I think you can all imagine what the answer was. Go ahead and ask somebody, ask some law enforcement people, ask some people, some forensic specialists, ask them that question. If you shoot yourself in the head, if someone is shot in the head, any person that is shot in the head, will that bullet have blood on it and for how long let's see uh, Sophia says key thing to note the gray state guys were in the house the day after the crime scene was finished up that's right the crime scene uh, even though it was technically closed or whatever you want to call it cleared um, on September uh, September on January 17, 2015, the uh, police were taking guns. They were still in the house taking things out on January 18, 2015. A bunch of the Gray State goons are back in the Crowley residence on January 19, 2015. And the cleaners are still cleaning the house not sure exactly what date they started we can assume they started on the 18th we're not sure but the cleaners were still cleaning the house all the way up to january 20th i believe so um these gray state goons should not have been in that house there was no reason for them to be in the in the house and only for 20 minutes i thought that was pretty interesting too that doesn't give them much time Unless they're in there at different times, and this is the one time where somebody called the cops. Um, we don't know how many times they were in the house, the Gray State goons, between January 18th and January 20th. We, we don't know. We just know that the police were only called once. My guess is that's probably the only time that, that they were there. I think the police would have been called a second time. I think they may have even had a scanner. They may have known that the police were in route because uh, they should not have been there. 
and they were only there for 20 minutes and they conveniently left before the police got there pretty interesting stuff and then when questioned Chris Klein you know his story does not match what David's dad said Chris Klein said that he was in the house with David's dad and David's brother when the police asked David's dad about that he's David's dad said he was not in the house with Chris Klein more stuff not left in the documentary I guess there will have to be a real documentary that covers all of this stuff here you can find all this in my in my book you can download it free right now um, I just finished some edits again I want to thank all the people who helped me with the typos with the edits with the grammar stuff all of that uh, you saved me thousands of, of dollars definitely um, and you saved me a lot of time because I had gone through this I still go through this I just ordered um, another copy of my book so I can go through the revisions and make sure I didn't miss anything else because there was another thing that I found later on too so and I am working on an updated version and the original idea was to put uh, to add an extra 40 pages an extra chapter of 40 pages looking at some of the stuff that I have for that 40 pages I might include it into the original book I'm not sure you know I got two other books that I'm or three other books that I'm working on too and I'm just overloaded so I got to be very careful because um, you know I think the way the book flows right now is really really good so maybe just adding all this stuff this extra stuff at the end might be okay but I look at it and I'm like oh I could put this piece into this chapter this would fit right here this would fit well here and I'm just not sure if I'm what I'm gonna do yet so Abdo in is order in Latin oh I did not know that thank you Johanna I did not know what that meant I'm probably pronouncing that wrong too I'm butchering that but I butcher the dog's name as well paleo and paleo and Rania, Rani, I, I butchered all of that stuff. So, nothing new there. Let's see, you go through some of these comments here. Once again, I want to thank everybody for joining me. We are live here just for a few minutes. Well, it's supposed to be a few minutes, but um, at some point I'll have to get to work here, and I'm sure many of you will have to get back to your regularly scheduled life as well but i do appreciate you all taking this time here to kind of go through these documents so i can get this off of my chest and kind of work my way through this and figure out uh what part of all of this i'm going to include in the uh extra chapter of my book the gray stage let's see uh, Derek says then how how do you match a fragment to item 57 it just proves it's the same model bullet nothing more uh, that's a great point so with item 57 with the bullet that was found in the ceiling we you know the police or the investigators try to make sure try to prove that item 57 the bullet found in the attic one month later was fired by David's weapon and they do that by comparing item 57 not to any of the other bullets not to a bullet but to a bullet fragment and if you look at the bullet fragment item 3031 and you look at item 57 
it's not that much the same so I just wonder if they would have compared item 57 to the other bullets would it have matched kinda weird and um, speaking of item 31 if it's a fragment it's a fragment a part of which bullet that's another interesting thing item 31 to me when I first saw it, it looked more like a, like a casing but like a smash case like somebody had smashed it but if it's a fragment which bullet is it a fragment of maybe our gun enthusiast can help us with that our gun toting nut friends <laughs> nut jobs <clears throat> as we all are uh let's see Mm -hmm. They don't, Derek. It, it was just similar, says Sophia. Yeah, it was just similar. Yeah, just similar. No problem. Sophia also says the bullet also did a U-turn after exiting David's skull and then veered up into the ceiling, into the attic. The hollow point would have lost momentum. Well, it's a magic bullet. You know, if it happened with JFK, I'm sure it could happen with anybody. If you, you never seen the movie Wanted? Come on. Curve the bullet. Uh, Derek says, Sophia, I do feel that after passing through the skull, it still had enough velocity to go through sheetrock, but why it stopped and didn't go through the ceiling or 2x4? Yeah, how far back would it have to be in order to not go through the ceiling or 2x4? No blood, nothing like that. No splatter uh, anywhere, eye level. Uh, no blood mentioned on the Christmas tree that was right there. No blood in that area, on that wall. Nothing. You know, um, the closest blood would be, I guess, behind the recliner where that vase was. There's definitely something going on there, but it looks like everything is really, really low, so... Let's see, Sophia says the bullet exited the left side of his skull, of David's skull. The bullet went up to the right into the ceiling. That is not possible. It did a U-turn. Uh, Derek says, just bullets don't turn. We uh, back to a JFK magic bullet again. Exactly. There we go. That's all it is. Case solved, guys. We can all go home now. Sophia says exactly. I invite you to read the BCA reports, both of them. They are real eye-openers. They are long. You're talking about almost a thousand pages in total. Uh, the bullet they found in the attic did not kill David. Johanna says, and no splatter behind David. Exactly. You beat me to it, Sophia. So, excellent. Um, I think we'll go ahead and stop it right there. I want to thank all of you for joining me here live without any notification, any notice. Probably didn't get any reminders from YouTube. That always happens. For some reason, I have no idea. So I always do try to post it into the group, the Justice for David Crowley and Family Facebook group. I try to post uh, when I'm going live or when I'm just playing a replay of some of this stuff here. So. I do hope to get back into doing more of these live shows, more conference calls. Uh, if you ever want to be a part of one of these calls, make sure to message me and I will send you the, the link where you can join us. You can call in or you can always just join us in the chat here. So um, I want to say God bless you all and I hope you all have a, have a great day, have a, have a great week. Stay positive. You know, um, help people, love people, don't hurt people. Um, 
and let's just all try to be the best human beings that we can. I'll try to clean up some of these downloads, kind of put them in some type of a category here, different ways that uh, try to make it easy for people that are looking for specific documents. But for right now, you can just go to thegraystage.wordpress.com and scroll down and you'll find all of those documents. You can download the book free, click on read this book, click on the image right here and you can just download the book right there so if you ever want that you can and as i update this book um, you'll be able to access the updated version as well and you can always go to uglytruth.info and you can read everything that dan has on this case too he's got a lot of other stuff the radio interviews um, he's got the discussion videos and he's got a lot of the old uh, media reports which i think we should try to back up online at some point just in case in case they fall into the memory hole but there's some good stuff in there and i think you'll find a lot of this stuff very useful hopefully and um that is about it so i just want to thank you all and god bless you all and until next time i will see you then God bless. A simple truth. It really is this simple. Either you believe David Crowley is innocent or you believe he is guilty. If you believe David Crowley is guilty, you are wrong. If you believe David Crowley is innocent, you are right. It really is that simple. A United States Army veteran is dead. His wife and his five-year-old daughter are dead. A thorough investigation would only conclude with authorities admitting they lacked evidence to support their accusations. If authorities were to admit the case remains unsolved, they would also have to admit that the public may still be in danger. I am not able to solve this case. My interest is in forcing authorities to admit David Crowley is innocent. The reason they refuse to talk about this case is not because they are confident of David's guilt. They lack confidence in their allegations. Their department wishes to move on, but they are only lying to themselves. They must know the simple truth, and they need to publicly admit this. Their credibility depends on it now. The unspoken truth is that David is innocent until proven guilty. Why are authorities running from the simple truth? How long do they think they can run for? You cannot run from God. You cannot run from your nightmares. And you cannot run from the facts. Why would anyone want to? What could possibly motivate someone to try? If you cannot prove David Crowley guilty, then he remains innocent. It's as simple as that. So the resistance we face is disgusting. If David was guilty, the evidence would be right in our faces. If David was guilty, resistance to our questions would not exist. If David was guilty, facts would be evident. There are no facts to prove David guilty. There are only facts which prove David innocent. Hence the resistance to getting justice for David Crowley family. Who cares? 
Do the people who closed this case and decided to not speak about it ever again really care? Do the friends who accused David Crowley of being guilty days after his body was found really care? Perhaps they only care about spreading the accusations of David's guilt instead of researching the facts of this case. They don't seem to care about the facts which prove David innocent. Truth is a simple thing. Justice does not die. Facts prove David is innocent. Thank you.